Good morning. Welcome to our time in the Word and Prayer. This is Thursday morning, March 4th. Glad to have you along. You know, I don't normally do this. Matter of fact, this might be the first time I've done what I'm about to do. Last night, Roz and I watched a great documentary on Amazon Prime, and uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. It's called Mully. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's about a a man in uh, Kenya who, as we watch it, we thought, is this guy a modern-day Moses or maybe a modern-day George Mueller? But uh, he's got quite a story, and he tells a story in this documentary. It's just called Mully, M-U-L-L-Y, on Amazon Prime. If you're looking for something enjoyable, inspiring, and pretty amazing to watch, uh, you might check it out. So it comes recommended. This morning we are in First um, Peter, and we're almost done with First Peter. We'll be finishing off within the next day or two and then moving on to another topic, another book, or another subject matter. And so we're about finished, and we're in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, where he says this, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I'd like to talk, you know, this book has been about trials. How do we deal with suffering, particularly if we're suffering for the name of Christ, particularly if we are bearing the reproach of Christ. I think it relates to all suffering, but particularly that which is, uh, particularly or specifically, he seems to be writing for that which applies to us. We're suffering because we're followers of Christ. But he says that, that this suffering, our suffering, is but for a little while. What's that mean? must be somewhat of a relative term because they were about to enter a period that this book was written, a period of suffering and and persecution that was going to go on until uh, Christianity was legalized in the fourth century. So they were going to have a while there. But a little while, it's a relative term, isn't it? Compared to eternity, it's a little while. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, where, he, where Paul writes, he says, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not to the things which are seen, but to the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. And sure enough, this is exa- the, the, the contrast here. Momentary light affliction. Now, Paul had described some pretty severe affliction he went through. Sleepless nights, shipwrecked, times in prison, beaten, caned, or, or you know, beaten, uh, lashed, uh, hunger, thirst, homeless. Paul had gone through quite a bit of suffering in his serving of Christ. And he was out there on the front lines where it was tough. But he called that light affliction compared to the weight of glory. He'd gone through it for quite a while, evidently. I mean, most of his life, we must assume, was tough. Uh, He ended his life, you know, in prison and then was was beheaded at the end of life. So it seems like this might have been for him lifelong, some of his trials, for the most part. But he calls them momentary compared to eternity. And so we read that, that this, if we must suffer for a little while, it could be the rest of our life. But compared to eternity... It's not that long. It's momentary versus the glory that follows will be eternal. 
On the other hand, you've got a guy like Job. When we think of suffering, Job comes to mind. Uh, probably next to Christ himself, no one in the Bible suffered as much as Job did. He lost everything. His book, his the whole story uh, focuses on his suffering, his losing his health, his, his wealth, his family, everything that he had. He lost it. Now, it's interesting that some people believe that the, the trial period that he went through lasted less than a year. And of course, in that year, that was a tough year for him. I mean, boy, to, to suffer like that for an entire year would be, that'd be a challenge. But many people believe it was only one year. And then once he passed the test, God blessed him. Twice the wealth, twice the family size, twice, you know, God, God gave tremendous blessing back to him. And we read in the last chapter of Job that Job lived another 140 years. So, so uh, you know, the, the whole book, you know, 41, 42 chapters is, you know, it's all about his suffering except the last few paragraphs, which tell us he lived another 140 years of tremendous blessing and peace from God. Point being, Job's suffering was intense, but it was short. I found that with trials, um, it, it's it's easy, it, not easy, it's easier to endure a trial that's intense if it's very short-lived or to endure a trial that's not that intense if it's longer. The tough ones are the trials that are intense, hard, and they're long-lasting. You wonder, am I ever going to get out of it? Is it ever going to end? Am I ever, is it ever going to be done with? And... Um, those are the trials, and we must remember that even in those, we must remember what Paul said, momentary light affliction, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17, will be producing for us an eternal weight of glory. But look what else it produces for us right here, verse 10. After you've suffered for a while, the God who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I believe those things are happening here on earth, but obviously they're, they're a view to Christ. Or they're, they're a view to eternity because he tells us right there that uh, God has called us to his eternal glory in Christ. And in that eternal glory, we will be perfected, confirmed, strengthened, and established. And so those four wonderful words can describe your life now, I believe. The result of suffering, the result of trials, the result of hardship, as you get through them the way we've been describing here in 1 Peter, not just enduring them, but prevailing them through them, praising God, being strong, remembering our eternal reward, focusing our hope on, on the second coming, blessing our persecutors, returning good, in, not returning evil for evil, but giving a blessing instead. And we, as we honor these authority structures, we've seen a family, employment, government, church, etc. All these are things that we've seen in Peter. These can make us a person perfected confirmed, strengthened, and established. That's what God is doing in your life. Remember that. Whenever you're going through trials, God has a purpose, and he's making you more and more, well, more and more like Christ. That's what we're describing here. He's called you to his eternal glory in Christ. That's what he's, that's what he's doing through these trials in your life, okay? I'd like to go ahead and go to prayer. Before I do, I do want to thank you. If you're new, new with us today, thanks for joining us. I hope you'll stick with us as we pray, because uh, that's so important to pray the word into our life. 
And I hope you will be along with us day after day. Make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, like, and all those things. Leave your comments. I always enjoy hearing from you. But that being said, let's go ahead and go to prayer if we could. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We give thanks in all circumstances, even in our trials. Because you said our trials, once we've suffered for a little while, we, the God who called us, you who called us to your eternal glory, you will confirm, you will perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. We thank you and acknowledge and confess that momentary light afflictions are producing for us an eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We give you thanks. We thank you that even in the midst of our trials and difficulties, you're still on the throne. You know what you're doing. We thank you that no, no enemy will come against us, no, no attack upon us, that, that you do not allow, and you will use it for our good. We thank you. Lord, we even see in the cross, Jesus had a momentary affliction, and now he's crowned with, he's seated at your right hand forever and ever and ever. We acknowledge, Father, that, that you, you know what you're doing. We are the apple of your eye. You do have your eye upon us. You hold us in your hand. You surround us with favor and blessing. We believe, Lord, that if we are walking in your will and if we, are, and we have been called according to your purpose and we love you, Lord, we believe that anything that comes our way, you have allowed it and you will use it for your glory and for our perfecting, confirming, strengthening, and establishing. We acknowledge, Lord, that you're greater than our problems. You're greater than our persecutors. You're greater than our trials. You're greater than our infirmities. You're the great, great God. You're greater than a any of our problems. You could solve them, but you have greater purposes. And we thank you that how you use things in our lives. We pray today, Lord, on the personal level that all these things would be true. We pray, Father, today, again, on a national level. We believe, Lord, that this pandemic that's come, it could have been solved. Lord, you could have just wiped it out in a moment, but you've allowed it. And we pray, Lord, that we, its purposes, whatever they may be, you're greater than the pandemic. You're greater than anything. And we pray the purposes you have, Lord, to be accomplished. It seems, Lord, like you want to bring us to repentance. You want to awaken us. You want to cause our nation to realize that, that even with all of our science and technology, there's some things that, that we just can't do. And there's some things we can't stop. And Lord, that, that we as a nation, as a people, would be on our knees before you, crying out to you, uh, acknowledging our own sin, repenting of our sinfulness. Lord, it doesn't seem like it's happening nationwide. I pray it would be happening as many as possible. Acknowledging, Lord, how we've strayed from you and we don't honor you the way we should and revere you and fear you. And our laws, Lord, and our, 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 our morals, our entertainment, our values, Lord, just seem to be going further and further away from what you would honor. Lord, we want to repent of this. We want to be humble before you. We want to be righteous before you. We want to value the gospel. We want to value the example of Jesus Christ. We want, Lord, to be the men and the women of God that you've created us to be. We pray, Father, today for this, our nation as we've gone through trials, that we would come out stronger because we've turned to you. We know, Lord, this promise is only good if we're turning to you. Lord, if we go through trials 
and we don't turn to you, we don't respond right, we, we don't have the promise that we'll become out perfected, confirmed, strengthened, established. You said we, can, we could consider these things joy. We should be giving thanks. We should be growing strong in faith. We pray that would happen with us individually. We pray our churches, if our churches are going through trials, that our churches would be responding this way. If our families are going through trials, if our business is going through trials, if our nation is going through trials and difficulties and all these things, that we would be people who turn to you. Lord, we do believe that the hand of judgment is on our country, but we don't believe, we don't believe we're beyond uh, repentance. We don't believe we're beyond uh, a turning back. We don't believe, Lord, it's, it's over. We believe in our country, Lord, there are millions of believers who are looking to you and wanting to f- serve you. We confess, Lord, so often we fail, so often we fall short. I pray, Father, for the believers in our country to be strong and mighty, mighty in the word of God. We thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for everyone who comes and joins me each day because we're getting in the word of God every day and we're praying every day. And we want to be like this. We know, Lord, many, many believers, they don't read your Bible every day. They don't meditate on it. They don't think about it. They don't, they don't pray every day. We want to be people who do. We pray that our number would increase dramatically. We pray, we ask that prayer, Bible study and prayer groups all over, our, all over our country would just proliferate greatly, would multiply exponentially in these days of, of uh, uncertainty and where people have fear. We pray for this. So Lord, we come to you today offering ourselves to you freshly as living and holy sacrifices, accepting your work in our lives, your plan for our lives, your purifying and the refining fire that you bring us through. We accept that with faith. We give thanks in the midst of it. We thank you that you're bigger and you have a purpose. We commit our days to you, Lord. We thank you that you'll work through us. Use us today, Lord, with each person we encounter. We pray, Lord, today you said we could cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. So today, Lord, we think of loved ones who don't know you. We think of neighbors, Lord, who are lost. We think, Lord, of people suffering health issues. We, we think, Lord, uh, of people who are suffering financial issues. We think, Lord, of people that are, are discouraged in these days, dismayed. We think, Lord, of people who are, are concerned and worried about events going on in our country. Lord, we cast all these cares upon you, reminding ourselves that there's some things we can't change. We can only give them over to you. So today, Lord, help us to have, the, have peace with that which you cannot change. Help us to have the courage to change the things we can, to take bold steps of action in our own life, in our own relationships, in our own uh, walk with you. Uh, and wherever we need to take bold steps today that we would, and the wisdom to know, Lord, what we, where we can make a difference and where we can't, and to apply ourselves with all of our heart in, in serving you. So we pray these things, and we give you praise, and we bless you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, 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 and amen. Thanks for joining me today, folks. God bless you. I am so glad you're here with me. Uh, you're, you're a great group of people. I love you guys, and I thank God for building this community. Pray you'll be with me day after day that you can. See you tomorrow morning, 8.30. Have a great day. Bye-bye.